Starting with a sound check. Is that good? We got people in the back. Great. So let's use this moment that we're all gathering together to breathe in, breathe out, and let go of everything that has happened before now. That things that have happened before the flow of these present time experiences, we can put them aside, we can let them rest. The past is there for later reflections if we want. But give yourself full, if not radical, permission to let the past be at peace. Like putting down heavy grocery bags when you finally get home. And you can feel that peace of letting go of something heavy. And give yourself full, if not radical, permission to let go of your entire expected future. It's not how our ordinary minds work. Out of habit, the future will come. But you can make a gentle, clear vow that nothing about the past, nothing about the future, has to be thought. That it's more important than what you're sensing in the flow of simple present time experiences. And your breath can model that. You take a big deep breath in for the present moment and a full letting go of that breath. This helps us align with mind, the attitude of mindfulness. Patient, relaxed, very patiently guiding our attention to simple present time experiences. In any way you know how, invite your heart, mind, and body to relax any conscious or unconscious stress, any holding patterns. You can invite them to thaw, relax. We're using the language of invitation. So we're not trying to force anything, we're just orienting ourselves. And you can start by becoming aware that you have a body It's in a posture of stillness. Hopefully it's partly peaceful, or at least you might invite a peaceful relationship to this body as we tune ourselves to be more aware of our animal body.
And then being beyond <clears throat> aware that we have a body and the posture that it's in. One thing that's often obvious in the body is what it feels like as you breathe. So while being globally aware of your body, relaxed, part of what you can notice happening in your body is your breathing process. We don't have to think about our breathing. It can be even simpler than that. Just use the simplicity of the breath to invite our minds to be more simple. There is a human animal in a still posture, invited to be relaxed. and there's breathing in. And eventually it's followed by breathing out. You don't need any more agenda than to take rest in the simplicity of breathing in and to take rest in the simplicity of breathing out. especially what it feels like. What are the sensations you can rest in? If you're attending your breath by your nose, it's often cool air coming in, warm air flowing out, greatly magnified by your mask. If the breath is obvious in your arms or your shoulders or your torso, there's a lifting, stretching in-breath. followed by a relaxation of all those sensations. This is the simple language of the body. It speaks in terms of sensations. And we're inviting ourselves to be content. Gently content with just being aware of breathing in. Relaxed and being aware of breathing out. And for a moment, taking refuge in something so simple.
our habitual mind can't imagine that there could be as much happiness as it's hoping for with breathing. So it starts to get a little distracted and then pulled by something, a sound, a thought. And our patient job is just to invite ourselves back to enjoying half breaths at a time. And through this relaxation and awareness, we're inviting our bodies to be well. So this process can be a loving kindness, generosity for our bodies to relax and be appreciated for breathing. We're inviting our hearts to be relaxed. And we're teaching our minds that just breathing is already enough for our contentment.
you feel relaxed but a little bit adrift, gently encourage yourself to reconnect to the breath. You don't want to force this relationship, but you can very gently redirect your spacey or wandering attention to just take in half breaths at a time with your relaxed whole attention. And that sometimes you'll feel the opposite where you're putting in effort to stay with the breath, but it's a little bit forceful and you end up fighting the mind. That will agitate the mind and it'll bring some agitation to your body So you can relax back in faith and patience and keep sending these gentle invitations. See if you can find something roughly like balance so that you gently and persistently come to the breath but with an attitude that's relaxed, faithful, restful,
there will be times that you'll be in conditions where it's difficult to be with the breath. Those conditions come and go. And those times, the breath can be an ally to help you in those conditions, not by fighting the conditions, but you learn to breathe and be supported by the breath in your sleepiness. You can breathe and be supported by the breath in your restlessness. You can breathe and be supported by your breath if there's pain in your body. You can let the breath soothe you if you're becoming agitated. Wake you up if you're becoming dull. Or in a way, the breath holds your hand while you experience shifting conditions. Since you'll always be breathing, your breath can become an incredible ally. Not to overcome conditions, but to help you be awake within those conditions. So when you find it relatively easy, just keep enjoying one breath cycle at a time. When it's difficult, see if you can breathe near the difficulty, breathe within the difficulty, let the breath be like a life raft supporting you as you go through difficult conditions.
the sense door of the body speaks or picks up sensations. So if you're thinking about your breath, You're just one step removed from actually sensing what's happening in your body. It's very simple. It's the stretching and lifting, and the moving that happens as you breathe in, and how that movement relaxes and reverses as you breathe out. And what's the flow of sensations? When you're connected to the sensations of breathing, you're seeing what's arising at the body door. And through that same door, you can grow to know your whole body You're allowed to go from the breathing sensations you have to consciously explore other parts of your body, just to expand the field of opening up to all that your body can feel. You're still relating to the body door the sense door of the body. You're welcome to just stay with the breath, to go from the breath further out into what the rest of your body feels, and then come back to your breath. See if you can find that balance between too little effort that has you adrift and too much effort that tries to force something. Many patient, gentle invitations and a flow of appreciation. This is what it feels like as I breathe in. This is what it feels like as I breathe out.
Today is a day to recommend a radical body appreciation. And since you have many days, if not weeks, if not for some of you, months of being here, to start to use the momentum of the retreat and point it in uncommon directions, uncommon for daily life priorities. Uh, You have a window while you're on the retreat to not have to practice old habits so you can see what new habits are like. And so appreciating what's happening in your body, but not conceptually appreciating it, seeing if you can actually come down to the body level experience. And so one of the body level experience is seeing your body in motion, feeling what it feels like as you reach for something, hold something, feel the weight of it, as you grab a doorknob and then, or a door handle, and you might feel the contact with that, that's your body speaking. You might feel the temperature of that contact You feel the weight as you pull the door. And then a line of people forms behind you as you're slowing down and really appreciating coming into the door. But that line is for people who also want to do that. (laughs) My turn. Oh, amazing. Then you realize there's four doors. We don't have to make a line. And everybody spreads out. And just, wow, that's so cool. (laughs) So again, your mind will perceive what you're doing. And out of habit, it will go up to the level of perception. I'm walking to the Dhamma Hall, want to be there on time, hope it's like last sit, da-di-di-di-da. And like, okay, that's the story of what's happening, but... What's happening on my body right now? It's not sitting, lasts it. I'm not even in the Dharma hall yet. Oh, I'm here in this present moment and I'm walking. And here's this incredible thing that was so definitive for our species, walking on two feet. Let's see if I can actually come more primarily to what's happening right now and let my body show me what's happening right now. It's showing this is the temperature of the day. This is uh, the feeling states in my body. It's a little tired. It's a little energetic. It's happy right now. There's a little pain. Your body is speaking to you all day long on this very simple level. And we learn to attune to that. And be careful of trying to attune to it so much you make an enemy about anything that's not the body. So sometimes... It can sneak into your practice that you're trying to be with the body so much that you start to say, no, no, no sounds, no thinking. I'm with the body. And then you've made an enemy out of things that don't need to be an enemy. So a very silly image, but it worked for me, is I have a very proud uncle. And every now and then I would get the chance to take my nephews and nieces to play with other kids And my job was to pay attention to them, but never to make the other kids wrong. (laughs) So I'm enjoying all the kids, but not so much that I lose track of my nephew and niece. But I'm not paying attention so much to my nephew and niece that somehow any kid that gets between me and them has blocked that. So we appreciate the body, but we don't want to make an enemy out of other experiences. So stay globally relaxed and then see in that global relaxation if you can patiently preference what it feels like in your body, the temperatures, the pressures, uh, feeling things in your body, feeling your weight shift, um, whatever you're feeling in your body. Very patiently, but throughout the day, aim yourself towards body awareness. That will mean that you'll have to learn to negotiate difficult experiences in the body. So we'll talk more about that. But one, the breath can be an ally to working with body pain unless the breath itself is where the agitation is. 
And at that point, you want to relax a little bit more and see if other parts of your body can support you to be present if for some reason whatever is challenging seems to be activated around your breath. So um, you'll begin this after we leave. What is it like to stand up? Can you slow down and actually appreciate what your animal has learned about gravity and how to get from a still posture of sitting to a standing and then how from uh, standing to walking? So you get to flow through all experiences of the day, checking in and seeing if you can stabilize uh, your attention close to or in the flow of your body. Are there any questions about your practice? Yeah. So we have a couple, one close here and one back there. And I don't want this side of the room to feel ignored, so please raise your hand and we'll put you on the, the loop. So while the mic is coming, here's a little uh, balancing on asking questions. If you're seeing a teacher today, so we'll do it today, uh, whoever raised their hands, but typically if you're seeing a teacher today, you might not, you might give a chance for other people to ask questions because they're in that long 48 hours. <laughs> but if none of those folks are taking advantage of it, then you can raise your hand. So let's start here and then go to the back. And if you're comfortable, if you'd start saying your name so we can start to kind of get to know people in the audience. Yeah. Uh, my name is Gary. Um, I had a particularly um, disturbing dream, emotionally charged, uh, not a monster chasing me dream, but uh, something in, the, in my real life. And I, I woke, you know, startled and just in it. And... Um, at some point, within the next minutes or a few minutes, I thought, my anchor, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go to my breath. And that was almost like a billboard sign. It was almost too gross, like too, too flashy neon sign. And uh, I, I couldn't really stay with it. So when you said, um, thinking about your breath, uh, maybe that's what I was doing. I was thinking about it. But my thought was that perhaps we're, we're running away from that, that feeling of that emotion. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to, to minimize that fear or whatever it was I was feeling. And as I think about it now, I'm thinking maybe I should have just been in it somewhat and not maybe the anchor was more an attempt to run away from it. And this is all sort of taking place within half sleep, half awake thing. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, I do. Um, one thing that we'll learn that's not the best habit is to uh, hide with the breath or use the breath as a, as a tennis racket to push back on reality or a baseball bat saying like, I don't like this, where's my breath? And then uh, that's more of a fear relationship. What you might do rather than the breath in that particular circumstance, you might go to feel the way the bed is supporting your whole body and then by feeling your whole body, you might actually feel some of the adrenaline still racing through your system. So you, <clears throat> you're supporting yourself while you come into awareness of what's happening. So your breath might be panicked because of the dream. You might be forcing it. I often start with a very large sense of space around me. I include my body in that space. And then I find my breath within my body so that I'm, I'm globally open to what's happening. 
And you don't want to use the breath to um, compound your struggle with reality. So the breath is to help you flow with what's happening. And when you get choiceful about the breath, we can learn that it's a gr- it can be a great ally. But if it starts to join with the mind's rejection of what's happening, then the breath becomes part of your struggling mind. So in, that, in a similar circumstance, if something big is going on, you might see if you can breathe with it. And if you can't, you might need to open up the sphere and use the whole body as a refuge. And if not the whole body, then at least the immediate five senses. I'm looking at the room, I'm actually here. These are the sounds, or it's quiet. <sighs> okay, okay, there's the body. Okay, there's the breath. I'm in the present. Um, it may have turned off or be on mute. I was just going to say that I, I did repeat to myself, uh, this isn't happening. Yeah. You know, this isn't real. Uh, you're, you're laying here or whatnot. But, so thank you. Your comments yeah. helped. So my question is related to something you said this morning um, regarding technique, and I'm not sure I heard it correctly, but you said something about a half breath. Um, Can you elaborate on that a little more? I've never heard that term used before. Thank you. And can you say your name? Leslie. Hey, Leslie. So when we're really agitated, Sometimes a commitment, I want to feel a whole breath, is orienting because it it sort of marshals your attention to say, a whole breath is what I'm actually attempting to feel. On a long retreat like this, sometimes trying to accumulate whole breaths or several breaths in a row actually brings too much agenda to appreciating the breath so much like the record needle that rests just on what's below it, mindfulness needs to clean up its agenda so that it's really resting in the flow of the phenomena at hand. So even a half breath might be too much agenda to just enjoy stretching, releasing. A whole breath might be the appropriate way to support your mind so that it knows I actually want to be here just for breathing and I wouldn't mind being here for several breaths in a row. But even if you want to be here for several breaths in a row or 10 minutes just breathing or a whole day, of, it's still the mindfulness for samadhi to build and for mindfulness to develop. It rests just in the flow of what's happening. And so I found that I was adding too much agenda to my practice when I was trying to count breaths or 
accumulate breaths, or I went into a breath already thinking, remember, there's a beginning, middle, and end. Stay for all that cycle. Good, I did it. Now, here comes another one. And it's like I was driving towards breaths and not even noticing the breath moment I was in because there was so much marshalling of my attention. That's not bad to overcome gross habits, but more subtle than that is to have faith and be like a, a piece of wood floating on the ocean. And if the ocean goes up, the wood goes up. If the ocean goes down, the wood goes down. And the wood has no strategy of how it's going to manage the waves. It just floats in the stream at hand or in the moment at hand. If you can actually have a relationship to your breath that is that appreciative, that low agenda, and you're just one breath, one part of the breath is happening at a time, and you're not measuring it, interpreting it, uh, that grows into a deeper kind of samadhi than if there's a lot of agenda trying to construct samadhi. There are still times that I count breaths. There are still times that I encourage that because my mind is, it's just an attempt to see if I can make a difference in a very scattered, wandering mind. But at some point I need to let go of that much intention so that I can actually feel my breath. I can actually feel the stream of sensations that are happening that moment and not have this secondary urge to elongate my attention and defeat the wandering mind and wondering if this is the beginning of a new era of my practice because I think this is two breaths and maybe three and here we go, the rocket ship of samadhi is taking off and, <laughs> and then 10 minutes later I'm like back in Burma, my head's even more shaved and people are loving me and I haven't felt a single breath in that time because my agenda was so much more appealing than the actual sensations of breathing. So we're inviting people. This will ripen over the course of the weeks we're together. So it doesn't need to ripen today, but the invitation can be clear. We're actually appreciating the flow. I mean, mindfulness is almost like an infinite uh, string of beads. And you just hold out your finger and let every bead go across your finger. It's just one moment after a time. And you might say red bead, blue bead, green bead. You might feel like smooth bead, rough bead. But we're trying to get to a place where we're just letting these moments flow over a single point and know that moment in time, submersed in that moment of time. So half breaths might have you just appreciate the phenomena of breathing in and then the phenomena of breathing out. Thank you. Um, I've been thinking, well, half-breath must be, okay, the in-breaths or or only the out-breaths. And I like your analogy of the wood on a wave rising Mm. and falling. Reminds me of Tueri's poem that she read, The Trough. Mm. Um, So let me just see... um, what you're actually talking about is really not even a half. It's more like a millisecond of sensation that's happening, like, you know, in this millisecond, this inhalation. And, you know, because I've done the same thing, the middle, the, you know, the beginning, the middle, the end. Okay, now we have the exhalation, beginning, middle, end. Then there's the pause, you know, and I get to really um, thinking about the process. So really what you're having us do is be like the needle point that hovers above the trough on the record groove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going nowhere. So not to over-confuse this, but <laughs> that needle is a zero-dimension resting in a one-dimensional stream. <laughs> Our minds are flowing through the f- a three-dimensional flow on a fourth dimensional track of time. And what mindfulness is, is just its symphony moment. Wow, kettle drums and violins, and then silence. 
And the needle doesn't say, oh, I was really getting into that symphony. The needle is so good. When the symphony's over, the music's over. And the needle, without any hesitation, plays silence. And that silence after the symphony is just as important to the music as its intense parts. And so you want a needle that rests intimately in the flow of phenomena. And that's going to produce the sweetest music. So I don't know if I would force you to count milliseconds or try to force minds into that. So just whatever has you rest wakefully in the flow of what's happening, uh, that's mindfulness and samadhi. Thank you. Yeah. So I have just a few short announcements and then we'll carry on with the day. First announcement is that it's Thursday. (laughs) And slowly that will seem less and less important. It's like, how could you call it a Thursday? Point to the Thursdayness of today. <laughs> At my sense doors, I don't see Thursday. Conceptually, today is Thursday. Uh, May will be sitting in with James. And then the second part is just to remind you that uh, there are four formal postures, and you want to be able to find mindfulness, find the body in those four formal postures, but also to have it flow through the day. So let there be mindfulness as you stand up and find where you want to go walking. And then in the walking, your sense doors are more open, so you don't have to fight sights or smells. It's part of the beauty of walking meditation. It's just be a little bit clearer. Now I'm seeing, and seeing is color and shape. Now I'm hearing, but primarily I return back to enjoying this strange two-legged animal and what happens as it takes a step, especially the sensations of walking, and see if you can uh, enjoy that simple process of how this animal has learned to balance itself, shift weight, take up pressure as it puts the foot down, and there's a keep enjoying that process. Keep dedicating yourself to the flow of body sensations that happen as you walk. Have a day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.